Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the happy hour. Your host, Pam Benjamin. Clip for George D. Smith running the ones and twos tonight. What a champion for me's and you's. Hello. Yeah. Happy Friday. It is happy hour. Wow. Yeah, uh, we're not allowed to drink alcohol here at Mutiny Radio, so I'm already drunk. Yay! I did it somewhere else, like an adult. Look at me. Wow. So excited about drinking stuff. Uh, there's, wow, I'm so excited about so many things. I can't be doing that. The world's falling apart. How dare I? How dare I be excited about life and other things when the entire universe is in shambles? Ah! Here, here we are in San Francisco. So many unsolvable problems, right? 7,500 questionably housed people. I don't like to call them homeless because I think it stigmatizes them. What I'm saying is they don't live on my couch. Baby, I'm not sure where they live, but they definitely poop in front of my house. So, wow, what are we going to do with the problems in San Francisco? There's that. Oh, and everybody's dying of opiates. Ah, the fentanyls and everything. Even the speed now is fentanyl. How is that possible? <laughs> like, I understand pharmacology just enough to be dangerous. And that just doesn't make any sense at all. Why would you? I mean, even if it's fake speed, even if it's like Adderall, why would you put fentanyl in it? It makes no sense. It's counterintuitive to the whole drug you're trying to consume. I'm saying there's problems in San Francisco. Like, what is, back in my day, uh, we used to call it ecstasy. (laughs) Remember when we used to call it ecstasy, kids? Oh, not you, kids. I'm 43. That's what we used to call it. Ecstasy. Cool. Problems in San Francisco. Uh, There's only one in and out, and it doesn't have a drive-thru. There are so many unsolvable problems in San Francisco, but this seems like an actually solvable problem. (laughs) We only have one in and out in the city. We're a sanctuary city of happiness, joy, and light, and we only have one fucking in and out? And it's full of tourists. It isn't even, doesn't even have a driveway. They can't even go through on their segways. Like we can't even get the, the German tourists on the segway to go through the in and out, you know, to get it. We only have one DMV. There's, there's, I, there's only one DMV. Another unsolvable, solvable problem. Why is it? People say, and people tell you, you can actually, there's a whole Facebook chain that talks about, oh no, you go to Daly City. Oh no, don't do that. Go to San Francisco. No, no, no. You go to San Rafael. Like there's a whole thing about DMVs, which is the best. Some people say go to Walnut Creek. Because <laughs> the only people that are there are teenagers, the 16 year olds that are like, I deserve to drive my mom's BMW. You know what I mean? So it's like you come in there, you're like, I need an ID. <laughs> like finally. Normal, they don't, we're not normal. There's one DMV, there's one in and out. These are solvable problems. There's 11 districts in San Francisco. Why don't we have one in and out in each district and one DMV? Why not make the in and out and the DMV together? Like we already know that in and out are Christians, so we know they're gonna be like nicer to people. I don't know what's gonna happen. But we take the in and out and the DMV and we put them together. 
solve everything in San Francisco. Crispy buns, guys. Let's talk about let's talk about happiness in San Francisco, and it'll solve the homeless problem because like they actually give free food to people who don't have food. So if you can't afford to buy food, you can go and order your food and be like, I'm questionably housed. They'll give it to you. <laughs> It's a self-solving problem, everybody. 11 in and outs, 11 DMVs, 11 districts. Why does San Francisco have 11 districts if we don't want to have 11 in and outs? What are we doing? There used to be a McDonald's next to 850 Bryant. It's been vacant for three and a half years. I wanted to hop the fence and spray paint on it. I want you to be an in and out. <laughs> like, why is this not? It's already equipped for a drive-through. It's already equipped to be an in and out. And yet it's not. And it's across from the jail. What better thing? When I get out of jail, what is the first thing that I fucking want? An in and out double-double with animal fries and a fucking chocolate shake. Now, some say vanilla, and I say you're vanilla and boring, but that's fine. If you like that, it's okay. When we're all coming out of jail, we want something special. Why isn't that an in and out I'm sorry, there's just so many unsolvable problems in San Francisco, and it just seems like an obviously solvable problem. Nobody listens to me. It's... I feel like I feel like I'm in the car with my older brother and my parents and I'm like there needs to be more in and outs and they're like you're being too loud Pam shh so I'm like no it's really important they're like they can't hear me because I'm too loud do you see if only I could learn you guys we have a really great open mic tonight and I'm super excited to bring everybody here to Mutiny Radio it's happy hour Fuck yeah! Your first comedian of the night is one of my favorite people. I remember seeing her six years ago at Deco, and it was this great set. No, I won't even say it then. Okay, she's an amazing human being, and I've known her for years, and I love her to death. And your new, your new headshots are fucking gorgeous, and you need to be cast on everything you apply for. I want you to be the next mom on a Disney thing. I feel like there's gonna be a new Disney show with like a girl who's like an alien snake and like you're her mom or something, like you adopted her. It's gonna be great. Put your hands together, everybody. Nicole Turley. All the way up. For those of you who don't know, the, the microphone just like slid like three feet from the floor. And so now I'm I'm gonna do this entire set in squat position. <laughs> no, my thighs will get way too tired. So we're gonna come back up. There we go. All right. Thank you. Let's give it up for Pam for starting it off right. We should. We should just go down to that McDonald's, a bunch of us, get a gang of 20 or 30 people, and just yell, in and out, in and out, in, you know, they'll get the point there, yeah. And thank you for not telling that story. Uh, for those of you that probably already, I used to drink a lot, like, hellaciously. I used to be a raving alcoholic, and um, I did a lot of stupid stuff. <laughs> um, and that set was one of them, so, you know, just totally in a blackout. I'm not proud of it, <laughs> but it happens. So I don't drink anymore. I replace that habit with um, eating like lots of like sugary stuff. This is what I hear people tend to do when they quit drinking, you know. And then um, I also do a little smoking every now and then. So it's sugar and smoking because you know I would rather die of diabetes type two or like um, lung cancer than cirrhosis of the liver. I'm making that choice, you guys. 
Yeah. Cirrhosis of the liver sounds like a nasty way to go. Oh, man. All right. So, yeah, um, I uh, used to live on this side of the bay, um, but I can't afford to anymore because you know those tents they have under the freeway? It's $1,000 to rent one of those, guys. Seriously, I looked into that. Um, so now I live in this lovely town called Hayward, California. And if you guys aren't familiar with Hayward, um, it's where your methamphetamine comes from. <laughs> Hayward, where even the cats are tweakers. And they are, seriously. They get into their owner's pipes. But it's just, it's, it's an interesting town. It's, it's got its moments. Um, but I, the best way I can describe it is this billboard that I saw driving down the freeway. Um, and it's, it was for Honda. And it, it was for financing. And it, it had Honda and little letters at the bottom. But all I saw was bad credit, no credit, Hayward. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't. <laughs> seriously. Love it. Um, so yeah, all right, and um, you know, I yeah. So I, I just oh, and I also took up a methamphetamine habit, you guys. So I am pumped. No, guys, look at these teeth. Does it look like I smoke meth? Okay, I snort it and call it speed. But <laughs> um, so ooh, what else oh, can we talk about? Um, I seem like a really happy, friendly person, right? Would you say yeah? It's all pretty fake, actually. I am such, I am trying to stop. I'm really kind of a bitch in my head and pretty negative. Like, I, I think about killing people at least once a day. Um, I, you know, and how I would do it. Uh, oh, me and my ex were both very negative people. And we used to talk about, God, it wouldn't be fun if we were serial killers. We could get, like, costumes, you know, and we could make it artistic, like maybe have a theme or something and paint in people's blood. No, I would never do that. Um, but, you know, I sometimes think people can be assholes, right? You know, it's just like, gosh, you know, remember that movie The Purge, you know? I mean, I think that everybody should get a chance to kill, like, one person and get a pass. You get your one person. And you know what? I would not kill anybody. Because everybody would know that I'm that one person that hadn't killed my person yet. So they would respect me and fear me. Because they don't want to be my one person. I would hold that wild card, yeah, over people. Yeah, and nobody would ever fuck with me again. Yeah. Um, so, which is why I shouldn't be allowed to own a gun. Um, that was just all basically a public serve. But I could probably go out and buy one after, you know, the gun store guy even heard that whole speech. I could probably still get a gun from him. That's sad. Um, so... So I started studying Buddhism, <laughs> seriously, six months ago, and so far what I've learned is that I would make a really shitty Buddhist. <laughs> but if there's one thing that stand-up comedy has taught me, it's that just because you're bad at something doesn't mean you shouldn't try to do it. <laughs> All right, I got the honk. All right. Oh, what did I talk about? So yeah, I quit. Uh, you know, to tell you the truth, guys, it was not really hard for me to quit drinking at all. It really, it was the easiest thing I've ever done, you guys. I use this little method I like to call doing every other fucking drug I can get my hands on. It is great. I am high as fuck right now, and I could not be happier. All right, let's give it up for drugs, you guys. Yay! Oh my god, I'm gonna do some like whippets after this, right? You know. I've had some friends that have gone to rehab for whippets. So I said, yeah, I, I, that would be an embarrassing thing to go to rehab for, right? Whippets, you know? You're in there with all these hardcore drug users. What are you in for, Hank? Heroin. What are you in for, Craig? Crack. See how I rhyme the names in the drug? I thought that was cool. They turned to me. Nicole, what are you in for? Upside down with cream canisters. Cool. All right, thanks. This has been a fun way to start my Friday night. Let's bring Pam up here. <laughs> Nicole Curley, everyone. 
this broken mic stand, am I right? Oh, yeah. Uh, hey, you guys, I get, uh, Nicole was talking there for a second about being super high. I got so high the other day, uh, I forgot how my own shower works. Has that ever happened to you? Where you're like, wow, is it high? It's so hot. I can't, who is that? It's like I'm in a hotel. I have no idea where I'm living. It's a crazy thing. I'm going to try to fix the mic stand issue. It's, we have so many, some are too tight and some are too loose. It's like every bitch in San Francisco, you know, it's like some are just, they're like, I'm so smart. I'm never going to let, and the other ones are like, you get in here. Like, where's the middle? I mean, How tight no, was she? There's no, I can't, I can't do it. You guys are going to have to hold this thing. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, you're next, we're in the middle of a female rock block. Wing on. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I can't make them. Okay, so I have a, I'm 43 years old and I have a little arthritis in my hands. I can't open up certain things with my hands and nor can I twist certain things at the same time because there is a microphone behind you. Because I'm an old lady. Use the stand behind you. Which, there's one that works behind me. Look at it. Oh, there it is. Okay, so that one works behind us. Look at that. Look how I can follow directions. That's I was so just trying to help. No, no, you're so helpful. Everybody put your hands together for George running the ones and twos, keeping our lives together. I was just going to say, I can't I can't move my fingers because I'm an old lady, but your next woman, she's a witch. She now you age. have to start introducing. she's 27 years old. We're in the middle of a female rock block. She might be. You know what? You're the Jessica Lang of... You know, like how she, no, not, not, I didn't mean like that old, but like, you're so gorgeous. No, I mean, it's just, I'm sorry. I just try to, she amazes me. I, what I'm saying is I think you're a witch and I want to put whatever baby blood you put on your face on my face to make me look pretty. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Evelyn Erie Diamond. Yay! I'd like to first point out that Pam is a stoner, and she still has this level of energy. What the fuck is that? It's insane. Uh, I'd also like to point out that um, homeless people, I want to know when they went from being hobos, which is a, a, a honorable profession, you know what I mean? I dressed up as a hobo for Halloween once when I was about 10 years old. Um, put dirt on my face, had a fucking stick with a kerchief on it, all right? And I want you to know I had a little hobo who was my little sister. Also, kerchief. I don't know what was in the kerchief, but, you know, sometimes there was a time when people just needed the road. It had nothing to do with losing your apartment. I, um... (laughs) I don't know. I, I, so I was walking down the street the other day and um, this guy did one of these to me. He did one of these. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, who gives a sideways blowjob? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, but then it hit me. But then it hit me. It's like, maybe. I want to watch TV while I do it, you know? (laughs) Both have fun, right? Yeah. That guy was smart. No, I don't know. But, you know, it does bug me. It bugs me. It bugs me when I walk around and, uh, you know, 
guys make comments or like they stare at me or whatever. It bugs me and I have to tell you, it's gotten to the point now, I won't even masturbate in public anymore. <laughs> no, I won't do, you know what? Last time I was like, why are you watching me? Why aren't you watching the puppet show? You know, <laughs> it's good, you know? Or, oh, excuse me, my eyes are up here, okay? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, oh, how about this one? How about this one? Ladies, you know this. Yep. Guy's telling you to fucking smile all the time. Uh. What? Right? <laughs> what is it? Shut up. <laughs> no, but seriously, this is what I did. I decided to start doing now when I go out in public, when I'm walking down the street. I just bring a butcher knife. I just bring a butcher knife. I just hold it like this and I walk down the street. What's up? How you doing? Hey. Yeah. No one asked me to smile anymore. So, uh, well, there was one guy that asked me to smile and I just turned around and I was like, excuse me, opinions are like stab wounds. And he like took off. <laughs> I didn't even get to finish the saying, you know? It's a, it's a good saying, actually. It's, um, I don't know. I was on the bus the other day and this old guy, this old black guy, he must have been like 80, 100 years old. <laughs> but he looked sharp. You know what I mean? He looked fucking sharp. He was in like a suit. He had a fedora. I was just like, damn. Looking at me at the bus, in the bus, and we're riding along, and he looks over, and we kind of lock eyes for a second, and I was like, this is weird. There's like a stallion running around in his eyes. It was kind of weird. <laughs> and um, no, it was weird. Like in slow motion on a beach. I don't know. But, uh, and then he, he spoke to me, and this is what he said to me. So he said to me, he said, uh, you know, I can tell you've been hurt before. Nice. <laughs> and I, I was like, right? And I was just like, have you ever gotten chicks with that? <laughs> and so, and this is what he said, this is what he said to me. He said, honey, I've gotten more chicks with that than Vandy Camps has poking beans. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this, but Vandekamps has a lot of pork and beans. I went to Safeway, there was a ton, and so I fucked him. Yeah, yeah, I did that. I did that, I did that. I, uh, so recently I wrote my bucket list, getting a little older now, um, and I uh, wrote my bucket list. You guys should do this, I highly recommend it. Um, first thing on the bucket list, uh, skydive. I thought that'd be cool, skydiving. Right, that sounds good, right? Um, second thing, fucking old black guy. Done. <laughs> Done, did that. Um, third thing, I, I want to own a racehorse. So, okay, hear me out, okay? If I owned a racehorse, I would name it a dead horse, all right? Because it'd be so cool, because think about it. It could be a winner. Almost better if it's a loser, right? Because the announcer's going to be like, Wow, and coming in last place again, everybody just keeps beating a dead horse. I love that joke, and I know it sounds like I wrote it like in third grade, but I just wrote that like three fucking days ago. So, I don't know. Hey, I'm Mary Diamond. Thank you very much.
block at the top of it. We're just gonna get certain. No, there, there. We have more women on the show coming up. That's exciting too. But like three at the top. Yeah. Uh, your next comedian. What a what a hilarious man. I've known him for years and years. And one of the favorite shows I've ever done was when it was in his backyard, to all of his friends. It was so much fun. He brought a bunch of Jews uh, in his backyard, and then they laughed at my jokes, and I was so happy. <laughs> it was like in near Stanford. It was really fun. I don't know. Someone gave me a ride there. Uh, I was. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was drunk. I showed. I couldn't figure out how to get beers there because, like, the young guys, like, I think they were all under 21, so they were very, like, protective of the beers that they had bought. And they were kind of like, you're an old lady. Why didn't you bring your own beers? <laughs> it, was, it was a fun night. Put your hands together, everybody, for John Alcabez. Yay! Thank you. I will never escape that. <laughs> It's okay, it's okay. Um, um, I am looking for a place to live, just perpetually. Um, that's not, like, I'm not asking anyone in particular, just I always am. No matter, even if I have just moved into your place, I'm looking for someplace better. So it's, I'm not asking. I, uh, the process is always weird, like the whole like Craigslist, like meeting strangers process. Because you always kind of, like you have to go on a million of those housing interviews, and like, if you want to get the place or even be considered, you kind of have to turn the Trump on a little bit, if that makes sense, where they're like, are you, um, how are you with doing dishes? You just have to be like, I am the best. You will never see a dirty dish. Colin, I can get in there with the colanders, and those are really hard, so you definitely want me around. It's weird, I don't know. They ask you, like, what, your ho- what, what, do you, what do you do? What are your hobbies? I look for a place to live. That's what I... If, you, if I get this room, I promise I will go for a hike. I promise. But right now, I'm just looking for a goddamn spot. But it's weird. It's weird on the other side, too. Like, I've, had to, I've been leaving a place that I've had to show people, and you're, like, selling them on something that you don't believe in. Because well, otherwise, why would you be leaving? And it's weird. Sometimes somebody comes over and you know immediately that they're not the right person. Like sometimes a name doesn't tell you that it's just gonna be the oldest man ever. And you just, look, I'm sorry. You, there's places for you. It just, let's. One time, one time a guy came, I was showing this guy a place and this guy named like Pierre, but I didn't think anything of it. And then as soon as he got there, I was like, so yeah, we could uh, go up room, I could give, give you the tour. And he was like, eh, I am not so much with the English. And I immediately was like, this isn't gonna work. <laughs> but, but it was like, it was like in 2016 or 2017, so like in today's climate, I can't just be like, no English, you're out. You're gone. <laughs> Gotta learn to talk the words if you want to live in this shitty apartment. He didn't want it. And I still showed him all the, all the single, all the rooms, the bathroom. It's great experience and multiculturalism. I don't know. Um, I, I work for an app, um, but, which is to say I don't code an app. I obey an app. You gotta draw that distinction in this city. Those are the two types of people. Um, I work for DoorDash. Which is, don't, know. You were about to clap and I... It's, you don't need to ever. It's stupid. It's just another of a million apps. There's so many. DoorDash thinks I'm on a bike, which is f- cute. 
Because they, they, what happened was they, I signed up and they were like, hey, uh, your driving record's not quite um, on our level or whatever, but you can be a bicycle courier for us. And I was like, okay. In my head, I was like, I think I'm going to be on a fucking bike. <laughs> no way. What? But, and here's the thing. I feel kind of bad about it because, like, I'm just lying to them. I'm a lying liar. And I feel bad that getting on stage and talking about it and knowing that, like, one of these days, like, we're in San Francisco and the CEO of DoorDash is going to be in the audience. <laughs> And he's going to be like, yo, um, you're gone. You're fired as fuck, man. That's, I've, that's happened as before. I've worked for a bunch of the... I got fired from Instacart because I would cancel shifts on the last minute all the time. I felt fine doing it because, like, when you work for a cafe or something and you cancel a shift, you have to, like, talk to a human being who has power over you. But when, you can't, when canceling a shift is as easy as, like, control-alt-deleting, and when it's just on your phone, it's so easy to just be like, what are you, you, I have to go to work in an hour? You can't tell me what to do. I, I could put you in a glass of water, motherfucker. You'd be dead. I'm not listening to you. So, yeah, I got, fi- I got fired from Instacart. They emailed me, and they were like, yo, you're fired. Like, you're super fired. Like, the, the, it's, been, it's been such a long time coming. Be like, you're so fired that there's like five other people that are fired for not firing you earlier. <laughs> you guys should all hang out and go bowling because you're all fired as fuck. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go bowling with my loser friends. Thank you very much. When you work for one of those, you sort of fire yourself, right? Like, you just decide you don't want to Instacart anymore. <laughs> you don't, you're like, I am done with Task Rabbit. <laughs> I am no longer, I will no longer have ears. I'm, maybe we have ears, but like, uh, I'm, I'm excited. Your next comedian, uh, wow, I don't even know what to say about him. He makes me laugh really hard every time you do, because you're like, you're like the alt comic that I actually like because you say things that I don't understand and then I laugh at them. Except usually when people do that, I'm like, fuck you. But not with you. Like, I actually kind of like it when you do it. So, therefore, you're like alt comedy for me. I don't know what alt comedy is because usually, no, you know when they say, oh, watch alt comedy and you're like, I don't like it. And they're like, well, you obviously don't get alt comedy. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> Fall apart. That's alt comedy. Conscious about uh, my hair, I just ponytail it for the first time. I would not be want to be confused with my Jewish friend here. No joke there. Just don't want to be confused. Alt right, that's right. Is that what you said? I'm an alt right comic, so I have to move into. So I have to change my style. Yeah, when when she said. This guy, when you said you have a place to go, I get it, you got a place to go. You can go to a foreign place. In the middle. What? East. <laughs> Call it your own. I'm trying to be alt-right, as she said. 
Is that shitty? Sorry, I should have. <laughs> I get it. You're high? I just turned 35 two days ago. Mazel tov. I have never in my life in 35 years ever smoked pot. What? Yes. Two days ago, I first time in my life smoked pot. Yes. Next is heroin. <laughs> no. But it was very nice. I've never smoked pot before. Now I have Benjamin. Here's a new joke. Here's a new joke. My friend is a necrophiliac. I told him, bro, you should definitely stop drinking. Get it? It's a play with words. He shouldn't drink because it's a bad habit, you know? I'm glad you get that. Thank you, sweetheart. This is what I'd like, to, from, because I don't see you, I'd like to name you as Indistinct Chatter from the back. It's very nice. If you were Spanish, it'd be like Indistinct Chatter in Spanish. <laughs> Next door. I just went, you and I had a moment there, we, we talked to the grandpa there. You had a hard time accepting that you're Mexican, because I did. He's like, hey mijo, I'm like, papa. And you were like, hello, sir. Yeah. You should accept it. I accept whatever race and whatever ethnicity people give me. <laughs> That's right. I'll try it. I'll try it. <laughs> I'm an alternative white comic, like you said, right? <laughs> Is that what you said? Is it alternative? There's nothing wrong. It's the right time to use these words. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with being alt-right. I go to every fucking immigrant and say, fuck him. <laughs> I do. You do too, right? Especially if you're an immigrant, you can say it. We see everybody's silent. We're not. <laughs> Let them fuck. That's right. Um, what was I talking about? You were saying. Oh, by the way, uh, my high friend, who I sympathize with for the last two days, I would like to read the. Uh, this is what I read about your app that you work at. Here we go. Oh, no, sorry, it's another app that just came up. It's called Black... Yes, the worst delivery service. I am surprised this company is still in business. <laughs> I have only ordered twice. A high comic came and told me that I was a piece of shit. <laughs> sorry, that's, a joke. that's right. He called me a fag, and I didn't like it so much. I think he was talking about fairies. But still, that sounded wrong. It takes three to five days for him to bring a, uh, what? Peen peanuts. What <laughs> thank you. I'm glad I got the horn. Um, thank you so much. When you are in love, you When you are in love, you're in love. You're next comedian. What a champion. I see him all the time on Facebook. But it's exciting to see you as a real person. Like the corporeal being. I'm sorry I spit with them. Corporeal being. Everybody put your hands together for William Cameron Bolt. Yay! Yay! 
Hey everybody, how you guys doing? The other day I was thinking to myself, I'm really bad at therapy. Because I was like listening to myself, talking to my therapist, and just thinking like, I don't care about any of this. Like, there's no way this is helping anyone. I'm really bad at this. Like, this is just embarrassing. Like, I felt embarrassed for my therapist that she had to sit there listening to me. And then I was like, wait a second. These are probably the kind of thoughts that somebody who should be in therapy would have. Maybe, maybe this is okay. Um, I think depression's like a really funny thing because, like, <laughs> it's not funny at all. But... Because it's like it has some of the best side effects of like any disease or sickness you could have. Like, because like, what else has such you know things symptoms like staying on the couch for three days in a row, or like wearing comfy pajamas every day for a week, or like eating the entire pint of ice cream by yourself while you binge watch Orange Is the New Black for the third time. Like, <laughs> I'd take that over like whoever was talking about cirrhosis earlier. Like, I'd take I think. Nicole, were you? yeah, talking about cirrhosis, like I would take depression over that any day. Um, I uh, I would like to live forever. I think, I think I could handle it. I'd also like to die right now. <laughs> so I'm kind of like somewhere in between those two places. I think I could like if you told me I was gonna live forever, like I think I'd be okay with it. But I'd still want to fast forward through most of it. Like there'd just be so much I just don't care about. Um, I think I, I, part of me would be sad that I'd never get to see like what's next, right? Like I don't know if anybody here believes in an afterlife, but I like to believe in an afterlife. Gives me some comfort. To me, what heaven is, it's a place, we all get to go to heaven, first of all. All of you, everybody on earth gets to go to heaven. And all heaven is, it's a really long line. And you just stand in line for thousands of years. <laughs> You're just in this line wondering like where is it going? Like the weather's nice, you know? Like, it's not, it's a nice, it's fine. There's nothing to do, but you're just waiting. You can talk to the person in front or in back, but you can't cut because people get mad. <laughs> and then when you get to the end of the line, God is there, and he's just like, I'm sorry. You just, you get an apology from God. That's heaven. But the nice thing about it, here's, here's like the nice thing, right, is that God knows exactly what he needs to apologize to you for, like that one thing, right? Like, I'm so sorry that you got fired uh, from your first job. It was not your fault, and I knew it, but I just, I, I wasn't paying attention that day. <laughs> or like, if you're like JFK, he's just like, I'm so sorry that I let you get shot in the head twice. Like, I don't know why I thought that was like an okay thing to do. That was my bad. That's on me, so I'm sorry. And then after you get your apology from God, you just kind of go off, and that's it. <laughs> and you're just in this empty room forever. That needs, that needs something else. <laughs> um, I do think, like, dying is, like, a thing that we're all just expected to not do. Like, we're expected to just manage to stay alive, like, our whole lives. But I feel like it's kind of an important skill that should be taught, like, in a classroom environment. Like, we have to have English every year for 12 years. Like, somehow grammar is so important, but staying alive... <laughs> doesn't really get a lot of attention because there's a lot of things that can kill you that you might not think about like a lot of things that we should probably just instruct kids like okay here's a big board don't put things in a light socket stay away from these insects don't eat anything on this list ever like even as a joke um like there should be at least a year or two of that you know what do you uh 
What do you got after after lunch? I've got algebra, PE, and then not dying. <laughs> oh man, I got an F in not dying. <laughs> I'm kind of worried <laughs> about what's gonna happen. Um, I uh, are we just gonna accept that vases are art? <laughs> And that, like, they have value, like, without any explanation from anyone. Like, if this was, like, a white, <laughs> if this was white with, like, some blue flowers on it, and Pam was like, yeah, this is from China, it's worth a million dollars, I'd be like, okay, that sounds about right. <laughs> I don't know anything about vases, but then, like, if Pam was like, oh, I'm just kidding, like, I got this at, you know, some, at 99B for 10 bucks, I'd be like, yeah, okay. Like, there's no, we don't know anything about vases, but they're important, I don't get it. Anyways, my name is Will Bolt, thank you. Yay, Will Bolt! Yay! It's actually a glass carboid that you could use to brew beer in. Is uh, if we ever decide not to put money in it, we can put iodine and then make beer in it. I used to do that. Uh, you also mentioned uh, something fun about not dying. Okay, so. Please don't ever take nutmeg. You're young, so you might still believe in this shit. It's true. If you take drugs that are legal and they make you hallucinate, that's true. If you take a tablespoon of nutmeg, it will make you hallucinate. But you will only hallucinate as you're peeing into the toilet and staring at the wall as it moves because it poisons you. It's called PUPD, polyuria polydipsia. It makes your body flush. So basically for four hours, you hallucinate at the wall and it all moves around while you're drinking water with your dry mouth and peeing at the same time. I got mad at my ex-husband because he got to stand in front of the mirror and pee into the sink. So at least he got to look at himself while he was hallucinating, right? But I just had to sit and stare at a blank wall and look at him every once in a while and be like, why did we do this? He was in veterinary school. I was a teaching. I was, I was a teacher. I was a real person. But we decided to take legal drugs. Let's take some fucking nutmeg. It'll make us hallucinate. So much easier to find than acid. You just go to Safeway and buy a thing and put it in the... Anyways, just because eggnog is coming soon doesn't mean that you should drink a tablespoon. Just don't do it, okay? Don't ever do it. Learn from me, please. You will hallucinate, but you will not have fun. <laughs> Learning here at Happy Hour. Your next comedian, what a treat. Everybody put your hands together for Valerie Vernali. Yay! I haven't like stood up and done comedy in a while, so this is like a new adjustment. I've been like sitting down because your hammies get tight when you're up here, you know what I mean? And you just don't feel like you can be yourself when your hammies are tight. You know? I've been talking about rape a lot lately. And and, and I don't, th I mean, I don't think I, I have the body for it. You know what I mean? Like I just don't think that I personally, I don't think I could run away from a rapist really easily. This is actually not what I wanted to talk about at all. I wanted to just talk about robots, but shit, you know. I have been dreaming up, I have been drinking Red Bull, right? And um, just a daily dose, you know, of just gotta see the world. Um, let me get prepared. And I've just been railing about robots 
to myself and then every time i get up here i'm like dicks and rape that's what we're gonna talk about dicks and rapes and pussies and all types of pussy this kind of pussy that kind of pussy and my mom goes that's that's productive valerie (laughs) anyway um robots saudi arabia made a robot a citizen and i don't think enough people are pissed off about that i don't it fucking, like, I'm one of those people, like, I fucking can't do conspiracy theories because I'm only halfway. You know what I mean? I can't, I can't, my brain can't believe in lizard people. It just doesn't fucking work. Like, it just doesn't fucking compute. Like, I can, I can understand assholes, fucking people that hurt children. Yes, I get that, but that they eat them as well? No, dude, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I gotta leave that train fucking behind. Anyway, robots, bots that row, 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 row your boat. Jazz comedy, that's... (laughs) (laughs) Fucking, I, I don't understand why people aren't more upset about this. I don't, and I don't know how to convince you to be more upset about it, but I think about it and I'm like, we're in the fucking mecca of this shit. And one day robots are gonna take like what, like they say like, what is it? Between 25 to 75% of our jobs, right? So everybody in here is gonna be unemployed by robots. Then they're gonna take all the the, the good jobs, the doctors, the lawyers, the everything, because you don't fucking really need much to do that except like a fucking, I don't know, angry parent that beats you enough. Apparently, that's what I hear from Asian comics. They tell me that they get beat, and that what makes them great. You know, I have no fucking clue. That's not my wheelhouse. Um, and I was one of those black kids that didn't get beat. I got beat once by a wooden spoon, and I was like, I'm just gonna learn how to lie better. That's all the fuck I'm gonna do. That's all the fuck I'm gonna do. I learned. But robot, they're gonna take, so I just imagine like, so robots, because they're the perfect slave. They're the perfect slave, and you got the fuck robots, then you've got just the the, the, the Instacart robots that are gonna be coming, then the Uber, ro- all the robots. And then I'm like, so we're gonna have nothing. I think anarchy's gonna be possible, and I'm so fucking, because I'm an anarchist, right? Like, I hate all this shit. Like, I hate it all. Like, you guys hear me rail about politics. I hate everybody. Like, my philosophy is don't stop shooting. Don't stop. Don't stop. It's whack-a-mole. Just kill them all. And let God sort them out. If God exists, I don't care. You know what I mean? Then you got motherfuckers on the street going, that earth is flat. Who gives a fuck robots? Robots, that's real. Rupert Murdoch is fucking real. The Koch brothers are fucking real. And I feel like every day smashing my head into the fucking wall and then taping it because I know it'll get a lot of hits. You know what I mean? It'll get so many because this comedy game is tough for all of you. It's tough. You need likes, you need hits, you need a Facebook. (sighs) Anyway, the point is um, robots, are fucking gonna be, I, I think there's two ways we can look at it. It's either gonna be like all those movies we saw where they fucking like, you know, kill us or enslave us or something like that. Or anarchy's gonna be possible. We're gonna have no money. We're gonna have no money. And we're not gonna be able to buy shit, which is cool. We're just gonna steal shit from robots. Like that's, that's what's gonna be so fun. And we're not gonna care, cause they don't have souls. That's all you need, just one laugh at a soul, that's it. They got no fucking, we're gonna be able to, like all that murdering fantasy, we're gonna be able to murder robots. 
We're gonna be able to go to the In and Out, okay, and murder robots and take our double doubles back. Like that's what's. I'm excited for this option of us. Number one, none of us are gonna be employed. We're gonna have no money, and we're gonna steal everything, and it's gonna be beautiful. And I'm gonna stop drinking Red Bull. All right, thank you guys. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm excited for the apocalypse as well. Uh, I invite you all to my new house on Eddie and Van Ness. Uh, right now, it's a four-story building that was built in 1886. Uh, right now, it's employed by a bunch of lawyers. They all live in Walnut Creek. So when the apocalypse happens, they're not coming back to the office. <laughs> Stealing their house. It's four stories, great basement on the roof. We can put the pigeons. We can eat them, like chickens and pigeons on the roof. I'm just saying in the apocalypse, I invite you all to my house. It's on Eddie and Vanessa. It's really pretty. <laughs> Has really like flocked wallpaper. And anyways, it's like super crown molding. Gorgeous. Your next comedian. Uh, what a strange, he's outside. What a strange and wonderful fellow this is. Get Frankie Lee in here. Oh, he is. Oh my God, you're so dark. I'm sorry. The light. Oh my God, I feel like such a dick. You're so black that you were in the. I'm looking at these lights and I couldn't see you. I don't even mean to. I am the accidental racist. I am so sorry. I literally didn't see you. I'm so sorry. These lights, in my defense, these lights are really white. I'm sorry. I literally didn't see him. I'm such a Put your hands together, everybody. <laughs> He's hosting this show next Friday. Clap your hands wildly for Frankie Lee. No, you yeah. I've been telling you how sweet it is. Is this on? Can you people hear me? What about at home? Little old lady looking out your window right now. You see? Can you, can you see me? Uh, as manly as I appear to be, I want everybody to know that uh, that hurt my feelings. As a child, I was told to be seen and not heard, but this was actually the fucking reverse. <laughs> But I'm often picking on white people, so I get some back. It's okay. It's all right. I will recuperate when my little black feelings get hurt. I got this Wolverine X factor for my feelings. I dip them in bacon grease to keep them well, well oiled, well oiled, rejuvenated feelings. How y'all doing tonight? How y'all? Can I get a clap? Can I get a clap? That's that's absolutely wonderful. That is the sound of joy, people. People at home, I want you to stop what the fuck you're doing, and I want you to tune in to Mutiny Radio because the people in here, in this audience, in this room, in this building, are awesome to all, which is fucking awesome. Can I get a hey, can I get an awesome people out loud? That's right. That's right. Now, frankly, All right. I'm happy. I am happy. I'm happy. 
I feel good. I feel happy. Why? I think I finally found true love. Y'all sound like y'all don't sound, y'all sound not too enthused. If you found true love this year in 2017, make some noise. Guess I wasn't the only one jacking off in 2017. But I found true love and I, I, it's such a wonderful fucking thing. You know, you know, I thought there were only three things in life above all else, which was cashing a check, getting some head, and eating some chicken at the Safeway counter all at the same goddamn time. But finding true love is actually above all of those things. See, frankly, I finally found me a girlfriend. Give it up. I finally found me a goddamn girlfriend. Oh, yeah. This is a down-ass bitch, too. I mean, the bitch is down for, for some Frankie Lee. She absolutely down for me. And I love that in a woman. But the bitch got one eye, though. She got one eye. The bitch got a glass fucking eye. No, I don't play, well, I do play with it, but more, more so, I like to suck on it like a jawbreaker while I'm fucking her in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's some sexy shit. <laughs> Bitch got a marble fucking eye. My partners came over, my friends, my homeboys came over. We got to playing dice and I lost all the goddamn rent money, the laundry money, and the goddamn grocery money with playing marbles with them goddamn niggas. But this bitch is down, she let me use her glass marble eye to win the goddamn rent money back. That's some down ass shit. That's what I'm talking about. I ain't shame of her. Even though I left her ass at home tonight, I ain't shame of her. I mean, she loves me despite my faults. Despite my shortcomings and character defects, which may be, if you haven't guessed by now, I got anger issues. <laughs> I do. Tell the truth, shame the devil. I said, tell the truth, shame the devil, Frankie Lee. Where you going? Hmm? Where you going? Okay. No. Unless it's got red shit mixed in it. Kool-Aid, cherry fucking Kool-Aid. But, um. How many white people in here been in jail? Raise your hand. Been in jail. What, what, I, I didn't say if your family own a jail. I said <laughs> if you've been in fucking jail. You see, it's only one thing on earth that's better than re getting revenge on that bitch, that damn judge that locked you up in jail.
Like I said, that's cashing the check, eating some chicken, and getting some head at the Safeway counter all at the same goddamn time. See, that bitch Judge Judy put Frankie Lee in jail one time. Mm -hmm. And I caught her slipping in the dance club last night and put a paralyzing agent in her goddamn drink and caught her in a perfect position at 4 o'clock in the morning in her bed with her eyes and her mouth wide open and unable to move. And since I got this uncontrollable drip from the head of my dick, she was forced to watch me stand over her and fill up her mouth with some hot, slimy Frankie Lee. Oh, yeah, this is, this is some revenge, goddammit. And that little goddamn dog she's always riding around with, she was forced to watch me put Velveeta cheese in a crack of my ass and make that damn dog lick it out. Oh, yeah. What, y'all think it's supposed to be some Bill Cosby shit? Fuck that. This is Frankie Lee shit. I don't give a damn. Yeah, you're fucking gross, bro. You're Thank you. Emma? Yeah, like minutes. Boy, this is to, to be continued shit. I'll be back. So thank you. Frankie Lee! I like it better when he talks about Rubik's cubes coming out of the tip of his dick. I think that that's much more funny than the actual cum. Like, I just, I don't know, Rubik's cubes are somehow funnier for me. Uh, you know, the tiny little Rubik's cubes. Like the time that you can't, you know like how I can do a Rubik's cube that's, it's like two on each side, it's like four. It's like a Rubik's cube for a child, like a tiny, I can solve those. Once you get him to like, you know, the full nine on each side, I'm lost. Anyways, Rubik's Cubes. What are you going to do? Your next comedian. What a, what a young, what a lovely young man he is. I don't think he ever talks about anything dripping from his dick. You know what I mean? What a nice guy. Put your hands together, everybody, for Under Uniac. Yay! All right. Can we go back to when we were having fun when we realized Pam was a racist? You know, wasn't that great? Like, not only did she say a comment that belongs in, like, a 1950s cartoon, she then doubled down by, by saying, in my defense, you're very black. You know? I was like, that's amazing. I don't know. It's on radio, too. It's going to be in there. One day, Pam's going to make it, and we're going to point this out and be like, yeah, you're the new Harvey Weinstein. I don't know, Pam. I don't touch enough dicks. No, but you, you're a racist. I don't know. I don't know. Um, you guys have a good Thanksgiving? No? Cool, we're all comics, that's why. We hate our family. I don't know. Like, I always get into arguments with my uh, family over Thanksgiving. It's always of the same shit. Like, who gets the dark meat? Because, you know, that's the best part of the bird. I do, <laughs> You know, that's the best part of the bird. You know, like, I will beat my grandmother with a leg because she doesn't have any fucking legs. And that's, like, my reason to have dark meat. If you don't have legs, you don't get the leg of a turkey. I don't know. But, like, all my uncles, like, we get in fights about it. And, like, when my 16-year-old cousin who brings home her first boyfriend and shows them his dark meat, you know, everybody gets offended. I don't know. I hate it when parents, you know, dress up their kids as, like, the careers they think they're going to be when they grow up. You know, you always see them as, like, a, a sailor, a construction worker, a fuck-up, you know? <laughs> oh, no, this is great. I was actually going to say fuck-up, too. No, but, like, a fuck-up. So, like, for me, my parents dressed me up as a president, you know, so they put me in blackface. It was really weird. I was 19 at the time. I don't know. I, uh, I crossed something off my uh, bucket list yesterday. Didn't even know it was on my bucket list. I smoked weed in front of a dare booth. 
Yeah, you guys remember Dare, that shit thing? Yeah, I did. I smoked, I rolled up a joint, smoked weed, and there was this really beautiful girl behind there, and she's like, really? Are you really going to do that? Are you going to do that? Like, I don't care what you do on your own personal time. Don't do that in front of the fucking Dare booth. And I was like, well, I'd love to make you a part of my personal time. And I thought that was a classy way to hit on her. Like, the first thought in my head was I'd love to do you my personal time. You know, but I knew she was really into Dare because she just said no. You know? All right. We're all comics. We smoke weed. We kind of want to like it, but it's like, no, fuck Dare. But I actually found out, like, after, you know, smoking weed in front of that booth, Dare is pro-weed now, guys. They are, right? That's fucking amazing. They view it just as alcohol. So, I don't know what that means, but I'm, I'm fucking proud of it. I don't know. Silver lining in this shit set, guys. I don't know. Hey, do you think uh, Hulk Hogan looks like Thor if he was on bath salts? Yeah? No? Cool. Hey, do Cheerios look like midgets assholes? Yeah, all right. I've never seen one, you know, with permission. I just know these things, though. I don't know. You guys seem cool. Pam's on my side. Pam made me feel comfortable coming out and saying this. I want to make my own hate group, guys. I do. I do. I'm going to make my own. Are any of you here right-handed? Yeah? Fuck you, Bryce. Yeah, I'm going to make my own left-handed supremacy rally. Yeah, it's going to be great. They're going to be like 30 of us in Washington, D.C. chanting, doorknobs shall not oppress us. You know, here's a fun little pseudoscience fact to make me feel better about myself. You guys know that four, two out of the last six U.S. presidents have been right-handed. Yeah, the only two that have been right-handed, George W. Bush, Donald fucking Trump. None of you are worthy for the presidency. All right. You guys ever see a Nazi do that little salute with his left hand? No? Why? We fucking knew better. What? Yeah. You know what I love about this? The right-handed people are kind of pissed off. There are some people on the radio right now listening going, you know what? He's right, and that's how fucking hate groups get started. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Pam's going to be her Steve Bannon. It'll be great. It'll be great. I don't know. How would Pam be as a Steve Bannon? I feel like she, she's crazy enough to pull it off, though. You know? I don't know. She'd be, like, she'd be like in the back of the room screaming out all the crazy shit. And everybody's like, shut the fuck up, Pam. We're trying to do some good here. She's like, nah. Nah. I don't know. I shouldn't talk shit. This is her room. I'm going to get kicked out. No, I'm not. I'm staying here all night. Um, what else should I talk about, guys? Talked about Thanksgiving. Hey. <laughs> I don't know. 20 seconds? Was that really? Okay. All right. Thanks for counting it down. What are we, 37, 38. All right. I really had nothing else, though. You guys have been fun. Give it up for Pam, everyone. Hunter, Union. If I was Steve Bannon, I'd be like, abortion is awesome. <laughs> Sorry. That's what I would say. I'm totally down with having, I don't know, women have control of their own bodies and stuff. It's cool. Like We can make our own choices for our lives. Yay. Yay. I'm 43. I don't know. I don't know if you guys want me having a baby. It would just be tough for me to have a baby right now because I live in a studio apartment and I live with my cat and my boyfriend and they're kind of the same because neither one of them know how to do dishes and they both pee in a place but they don't clean up after themselves. You know, it's like my cat's in the box and my boyfriend poos every day and I somehow always have to clean them cool that's like i'm like how come i always am cleaning the poo 
at Mutiny Radio too. It's okay. It's it's fine. I'm so used to poo. I'm a nanny. I, I deal with so much poo. Yay, poo. It's so easy. Like I don't even, and I bite my fingernails, so I'm a horrible person. That's why I never get sick is that I have all the <laughs> filth in my mouth all the time. Do you know what I mean? I ride the 22. I think they've got chlamydia on that bus. Your next comedian. Wow. I'm ex- I have no idea who's next on the list. We're going to figure this out. Uh, oh, there he is. What a lovely human being this is. Uh, I'm excited. He's a very funny man. You guys are going to love his jokes. Put your hands together for Bryce Dresden. <laughs> Hello, audience. How's the audience doing? Good. We got right audience. How you doing? We got left audience. How you doing? Good, good, good. Center audience. I don't know. I don't know which one I like best. We'll uh, have to decide. Uh, it's okay to talk about like drunk driving in like a funny manner. I don't know. I like. I don't hear a lot of people do that. You know, people talk about like. Doing drugs and stuff. People talk about drinking, but like not drunk driving. I don't know if that's just like too much. But um, I used to, I, I used to, I used to drink a lot, and I used to drive drunk more than I should. And uh, I don't know. You, you ever, you ever uh, drive so drunk that you're uh, driving on the sidewalk, but you're doing it on purpose? <laughs> you know, like that's. Uh, you ever, you ever drive so drunk that you. Uh, you puke on the steering wheel, but you're glad because it sobers you up a little bit. <laughs> so the chances of you getting pulled over have gone down. <laughs> you ever, you ever uh, drive so drunk so often that uh, you get pulled over when you're sober, but you start to panic because you assume you're drunk? <laughs> you're like, that happened to me once. I got pulled over, and uh, we were on. A, I was driving a bunch of friends to a party, and... Um, I was stone cold sober by like some miracle of like God intervening. And for some reason I was like, oh, I'm not going to have a drink before I drive. And uh, the cop was convinced, convinced I was. He's like, I don't think you're drunk, but I think you've had a few to drink. And uh, there's nothing, nothing sweeter than fucking having a blow into one of those BAC machines that coming up zero. Be like, in your face. Tell the truth. Gotcha. Oh man, I don't know if any of you guys have ever uh, had to had to blow into one of those things, but um, the cops are like, uh, you start blowing, is like, blow, blow. You're not blowing. Blow harder. Blow harder. You're not blowing. It's kind of like it's like the uh, it's like the uh, stop resisting like uh, uh, equivalent. You know, like like you can be resisting, you can be just flopping around like you're paralyzed. The cops are gonna say it either way, but. Uh, yeah, don't get panicked if they're saying you're not blowing. You're blowing. I was blowing plenty hard. Yeah, I've had some. Uh, I've had some like. Uh, I've had some interesting jobs. Uh, I, I held the sign a couple times. You know the sign holders out on the street corners. Yep. I was not. No, I was. Uh, I was an amateur. I was an amateur. You know, I was not. Uh, I was just a contract sign holder. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't full time. Uh, it was. Uh, it was for a uh, for a mattress sale. All right, and I was out in the middle of this like uh, highway. I was actually I was living in Boise, Idaho. Uh, it was, uh, and I was like 15 minute walk from any kind of restroom. And so I planned this though. I had uh, a cup of coffee, right? I had a uh, beer, 
pour it into a coffee cup. People don't, do people not, I don't know if everyone does this or not, but like, if you want to drink in public, just fucking put something in a coffee cup. I mean, it's like, it works. Um, <laughs> anyway, like long story short, I ended up like, <laughs> I had to pee real bad. There's nothing around, guys. There's nothing around. It's, there's cars going all over the place. So I took my empty coffee cup, the one that had beer in it, and the sign's pretty big. So I get there, and I'm, it's a 16-ounce coffee cup. You know what I'm saying? I think, you know what I found out? Easy to underestimate how much you pee. Right? 16-ounce coffee cup. It's like, oh, I'm not going to pee 16 ounces. That's a pint. Then I fucking, I'm peeing in there with the sign, you know, hiding me. And, um, and then there's that moment, right? I don't know if you've ever peed in a cup before. Then there's that moment when there's about, like, three ounces left. You're like, I think I'm, I don't, I don't think this cup's going to hold my pee. <laughs> so I ended up peeing, you know, I ended up overflowing the capacity, the pee capacity of the cup. And, uh, some pee spilled on my, uh, pants. And, um... Now it looks like I peed my pants, but I didn't. It was my pee on my pants, but I did not pee my pants. Unless, if you consider if it's your pee on your pants, maybe that's peeing in your pants, even if it went through an intermediary, you know, hold. So, that's the, um, I worked in the census uh, back 2010. Just part-time, you know, it's not a full-time thing. It's kind of a, you know, once-every-decade gig. Uh, I was in East Palo Alto. I was, I was doing super seasonal. Um, <laughs> and uh, I was in East Palo Alto, and I'm knocking on this uh, apartment, and uh, this uh, large, well, large, redundant, this uh, Samoan woman comes up, and she opens the door, and I'm like, uh, okay, you know, so what's your, um, what's your ethnicity? What's your race, right? And she turns around, says something in Samoan to her family, and uh, she says, African-American. And so the census worker, you, you take what they say. That's the fucking rules. And, um, you know, I'm trying to talk, work out something funny. So um, until I do think of something funny for that joke, that's my time, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Samoans ate lumpia. Yay! I don't know what the Samoans eat. I wish there was a cylindrically deep fried thing. Because is it taro? Do they make a taro thing? I, I don't know. I like cylindrically deep fried things from all races, but the Filipinos have the best one. It's called lumpia. Uh, I also peed a lot in things. Here's the thing to remember. It's always about Ziploc gallon bags because although not good for the carbon footprint, you take it and you flip it upside down and then you stick it up against your twat and you can pee in it and you can't pee more than a gallon. Like I've never <laughs> peed more than a it's a It's a Burning Man trick. It's just lots of gallons of block bags because if you wear a skirt, you just kneel down and you put the skirt. No one even knows you're peeing. It's really helpful. Gallons of block bags. I'm just trying to <laughs> pass on the knowledge. <laughs> if you have to be in public, at things like, let's say it's Castro at... Uh, Halloween or whatever and there's all these people around and you're wearing a skirt you just kneel down and put the Ziploc bag under and pee in that and then zip it up and you know you can dispose of it in a trough or whatever I mean in the it's we're fine just passing knowledge uh, your next comedian she passes the knowledge along every Tuesday 
from 10 to noon on Quantum Division. Put your hands together right now for Trina Roderick. Yay! Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, my God. You guys are looking good tonight. I, uh, okay, so as you know, I'm, I, I generally am trying to expand the conversations women have with each other. And um, so I was like, well, okay, Pam, I am never, ever, ever, ever gonna fuck Jonathan <laughs> or any boyfriend you ever have, ever. And I don't understand why that's so awkward to say, right? I don't understand why that can't just be a normal thing chicks say to each other, right? Like. I think it's because, like, sometimes, like, you get they get offended a little bit. Like, if I told you the truth about why I'm not fucking your boyfriend, <laughs> we don't need. We can leave that part out. He smells funny. Oh well, no. I mean, I'm not. Because <laughs> I mean, but the thing is, so because I'm like, I'm a really good girlfriend. I'm like, I'm, I'm super, I'm super supportive, right? Like, if if if, I'm, if we're if we're home together, and I can hear. You're taking a shit on the on the toilet. I'm I'm right there. I'm at that door. I I'm behind you. I'm like, don't let that piece of shit take you down, babe. You got that shit's number. It's two. Deuce and flush. Deuce and flush. Do I smell chunks? I smell chunks. Is that corn or peanuts? Oh God, it's peanuts! It's peanuts. <laughs> Is it an emergency? Those are gonna hurt, right? It's an emergency, right? I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. I'm on it, I'm on it. I don't, don't we can't, we don't have time to go to the hospital. Look, babe. You take some fuck, then some shit, then some fuck, then some shit, you got it. Right? Can you hear that? I gotta turn it up. To help your ass take a shit. So anyway, I was talking to George uh, earlier today. No worries. I keep getting interrupted. I miss you, Trina. You're the no best. Worries, You're the no funnest. You're so George funnest, was like, you know, he was like, you know, I, I get worried when, you know, people see me. I don't know what they're, you know, I, because we were, you know, obviously talking about last week and what it means when somebody's looking at you or when not looking at you. And, and I said, you know, I am always worried, you know, when I, when I see African-Americans on the street I'm always worried that if I'm looking at them, they're going to think that I'm afraid. Because I'm not. Right? Usually, like if it's a guy, I'm usually thinking, wow, you're fine. Right? Like if I'm staring, that's why I'm staring. But there's no real way to communicate that. I'm always worried. Like do they, is that, do they know I'm staring at them because they're fine? Or are they a little bit worried that I'm afraid? I don't know. I don't know. And it's never I'm afraid. So George was like, and I said, George, there's no way to really communicate that. And he's like, well, why don't you give him high fives? So I was like, done. So I was on the street today, and there was three guys. I, I walked by this group of three African-American gentlemen. Uh, yeah, I walked past them, and I turned around. I was like, hold the fuck up. I said, wait a second, high fives, guys, right? Because George knows this, and I know this because I used to have an African-American boyfriend. 
when when Afri- when when black guys are in more than one, people get freaked out. So two black, three black guys. That's right. So in, in their minds, what they know is we're three of us here standing here together. So I gave them all high fives, and I told them your story. I said, hey, my friend George said I should just high five y'all. I didn't say y'all. I didn't really say y'all because because most time I like anyway. So it worked. But what? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's what I want to know. Here's what I feel like. I feel like if I can talk all white people into high fiving all black people every time we see a black person, right? Like after a year of that shit, you guys are gonna be like, "Oh my God, we get it. We get it." I'm just trying to get to the fucking car already. Okay. Anyway, that's my time. You guys have a good weekend. Trina Roderick, when tie fiving takes over. Wow, that's, yeah, it's going to be, high fiving is taking over racism. They're going to be pissed at us. We'll be like, fuck, ra- we are done with racism. We got to still high five. Fuck. Who came up with high fiving? Anyways, did we reappropriate that or who? A gay man who was a baseball player, a black gay guy. It's a it, it's a it's a baseball thing. Yeah, it's a it's black a gay. Fucking, I hate baseball. This he's a black. I fucking hate baseball, but I love high fiving. Ugh, I'm so conflicted now. He's a black gay baseball player. Well, that black and gay part I'm fine with, but the baseball part not cool. <laughs> Your next comedian. What a funny lady. I'm so. Oh my God, you have a ukulele. Is this new? Do you need a secondary microphone to play it into? Look, we have one. Yay! Everybody, put your hands together for the very funny jokes and now musical jokes. Whoa. Uh, Florentina Tenante. Yay. Give it up for Pam, guys. I said give it up. Okay, sorry. That was good. Uh, so <clears throat> I recently turned 30. That's a fun age. Um, I'm still young enough that I get hit on, but old enough that I could tell my uncle to stop. <laughs> Gotta love Thanksgiving. Okay. <laughs> uh, I like it. I like now that I feel like I'm a real woman. And um, I know that because women are really good at multitasking, which I, I can do now. Just like randomly. Th- yeah, I turned 30. Now I can multitask. So um, I could be having sex and feel disappointed at the same time. <laughs> and that's true because in my 20s, sex didn't even last long enough to feel like anything, including disappointing. So <laughs> it's a big step up, I think. <laughs> and I, I feel like uh, there's a new level of growth now that I'm 30, and I'm not just talking about my left boob. Way to finally catch up. <laughs> but I, I do mean, like, n- now that I'm 30, I don't really feel like if something goes wrong in my life, I have to blame my parents, right? Um, now I could just blame the world. <laughs> it's like so liberating. It's true. Like, sir, I'm just assuming your dad left you when you were young, right? Look, you don't have to blame the world for your dad leaving. Now you could just blame the world for giving you a hot Russian neighbor. That's all I'm saying. I'm sorry that he left. It's getting awkward. Um, I think people take too much credit for taking a photo. Um, one of my friends 
they uh, took a picture of me and then I posted it on Facebook and on one of the comments they're like, photo cred, Megan. And I'm just like, you know, all you really have to do is point and shoot. It's not like all the men in the world are getting best dad mugs, you know what I mean? Like, I'm again, I'm sorry. You probably didn't give your dad the best mug award, but um, for being a dad and stuff because he left with the Russian. What? Story continuity. Um, damn it. Hold on. Oh, yeah. So I work at a hospital. And <laughs> I forgot. And uh, people take their health really seriously and especially the workers. And I was in the break room and one of my coworkers had in this corner like this expired food and she kept telling everyone don't eat that don't eat that it's expired be very careful if you buy that meal just don't just make sure it's not expired and it was a bag of Cheetos <laughs> and I was like that it has to be expired that's how they make it crunchy <laughs> like stupid bitch <laughs> go about your business um, so I, I recently got married and thank you um, it's really nice. I learned how to cook when I started dating my husband and now I don't want to share any other food I make because I didn't know I was such a good cook, <laughs> but also selfish. And, uh, he's a real keeper. I couldn't have done it without, um, his exes. Honestly, I couldn't have like, you know what I mean? Bitches didn't know what they had. And so this is, uh, I was going to write a song about consumerism, but, um, I was at the mall running out of time, so I couldn't, I was like buying stuff. So I'm gonna sing you this song. Are you guys ready? If you heard it, please play along with your voices. Thanks to all my husband's ex-girlfriends, you sure have taught him a lot. I'm sure he didn't used to do the dishes So you got in lots of arguments You said important things but in a cunty way Now I get to hug him every single day Thanks to all my husband's ex-girlfriends You sure have taught him a lot Thanks for teaching him about the G-spot You sure were looking out for me He, he, he said important things but in a cunty way Now he finds a G-spot every night and day Listen, <clears throat> I'm not here to hate on women or anything, okay? That's the government's job But um, before you think I get too sexist um, i like to also thank my exes Thanks to all my shitty ex-boyfriends You sure have taught me a lot Like how every man is capable of cheating In a Walmart parking lot I'm projecting You said that you'd be home at 8 p.m. Now I have a new career as a detective Thank you your next comedian what a
what a funny young man this is. He always makes me laugh when he goes, hey. Wait, I can't even, I can't make my voice as high as you can. So that's so fun. Put your hands together, everybody, for Ian Levy. Give it up again for Pam Benjamin. Yay. Hey. I always, I always like your uh, your intros, Pam. They're always very nice. The, uh, I think the worst intro I've maybe ever gotten was a guy said, uh, this next comedian uh, seems a lot like he was homeschooled. Uh, to which I had to inform the host, uh, but I was homeschooled. <laughs> and then he said, I'm sorry. <laughs> so that was not great. I've also I've also uh, been told that I look like I was good at stilts when being interviewed, which I don't know what that means, but it still hurts. It still hurts. <laughs> that doesn't feel good. On another, I got uh, heckled the other day. I wasn't uh, doing comedy. I was just walking down the street, and some guy yelled out to me. He was like, "Yo, what up, Dorothy?" I was like, "Dorothy? Oh, do you mean because of my red shoes, like Wizard of Oz?" And the guy was like, "Nah." It's because you look like a bitch. <laughs> what's, what's wrong with people? You know, I do, I do finally, I, I found a place where people do respect me at the, the cafe I work at, uh, the cooks in the back, right? They primarily speak Spanish, and they recently gave me a nickname, right? They nicknamed me the handsome man. Actually, that's, that's pretty good, right? Which apparently in Spanish is pronounced puta. So that's, <laughs> I'm feeling good about that. A lot of good looking Puda's out there tonight, so we're all we're all getting along just well. Uh, I saw something uh, uh, kind of weird the other day, kind of gross. Uh, a kid said to me, uh, uh, "Me and my two dads went to the zoo." I was like, "That's disgusting." I think you mean my two dads and I went to the zoo. <laughs> you fucking idiot! And then I was <laughs> kissing. <laughs> unnecessary miming of hitting a child just completely uh, I think we I think we lie to children I think I've come to the conclusion we lie to children um, in more ways than we sh- we should because there's of course the obvious lies right of like you know that we lie about Santa Claus we lie about the divorce not being their fault but then <laughs> but then there's more subtle society law you know like rules we don't. We tell children to be unique individuals, right? We tell them, if you're just a unique individual, people respect you and love you and care about you, you know. And we raise them up from the time they're little to think of themselves as individuals. And then they get to like kindergarten, you know, the first time to interact with other children. And they go like, "Hi, my name's Timmy, uh, and I like uh, pomegranate juice and the color beige." And then the other kids are like. Uh, Timmy, uh, what are you, a fucking idiot? No, you like blue and uh, apple juice. So we don't have time for this shit, Timmy. Uh, we got stuff to do. The floor is lava. Boom. And then they're out. And then <laughs> they, got, they got important kid shit to do, and they're just mean and hurtful. <laughs> oh, man. I, um... So I, I am a... If you, couldn't, if you couldn't tell, I'm a male. Um... And I think um, it's, it's pretty obvious in our society, 
it's a lot easier to succeed, right, if you are a female. Like, that just goes without saying, I'm a big, clearly I'm a big Meninist supporter. You know, I believe men are the ones who are truly oppressed. I wanted to prove this recently, right? So I went to get a, a job as a woman. I show how easy it is for women to get jobs. So what I did was I shaved my beard off, and I wore a wig, and I got a nice blouse and some stockings and some heels, and I went to this job interview, and immediately, right, immediately I was raped. Now... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I keep trying. I've, I've done this joke so many times, and it bombs every time, Alyssa. I know, I know. But then I didn't, I didn't even get to, then there's a the part where I go to the police, and I'm like, ah, I've been raped. And they're like, well, what were you wearing? And I was like, oh, a wig and stockings. And like, sounded like you were asking for it. And I said, I wasn't asking for it. I was just trying to get a job. And they said, same difference. And then that's the big... Just no? I should just drop it completely? Yeah. Do it. Do I not get it? Okay. That's, that's, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically a joke workshop. I've had, I've had three female comics I know tell me it's the best rape joke they've heard in a while, so that, that doesn't necessarily count for anything, I guess, because we're all a little dead. Well, sorry to bring it down on that note. Uh, 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 I'll just end it there. I don't. I don't have anything else. I was just trying. Okay. Yeah. I'm done. Uh, Ian, love you. I have a rape joke, but it it never works either. Um, it's that um, you know, uh, have you ever? taking a soft dick in your mouth and sucked it till it's hard like that's power you know what I'm saying <laughs> like just cause he's not awake doesn't mean I can't he's not gonna I mean what kind of contract he's living in my house what kind of contract do we have you know what I'm saying sorry it's just another rape joke yay yay nobody likes rape jokes even when they're from a girl yay You're not, <laughs> I'm just saying the flaccid dick in your mouth. I thought that was cute. It's not like it's not. I guess it's not cute. Your next comedian. What a funny. Lady. She actually is on the next show starting at eight o'clock. It's gonna be hell in a handbasket. She's gonna be picking things out of a basket and making things funny. But right now she's gonna tell jokes of her goddamn home. What? Put your hands together. My tits, put your hands. I just keep those out oh, because my tits—they don't go ever together. They never clap, right? I just need. Oh my God, is that what it would feel like if my boobs could touch each other? Is that what it would be like? Oh my God. Anyway, yeah, Ian, I do love you. I think you're amazing, but 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 we had this conversation earlier, and I'm like, babe, no, I got one rape jug for y'all, and it's about uh, Republicans. Maybe I've got five. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, it's about Republicans because they keep telling uh, they keep telling women that we need. Oh God, you know what we need to do, ladies, right? Women need to learn how to not be victims. Well, that's a trip. Okay, so learning how to not be something—that's interesting. So, uh, what are we going to learn how to be instead of victims, ladies? Rapists. <laughs> Because rapists aren't victims. 
At least not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. And the truth is, is that Ian, every job I've ever gone into, yes, I nearly almost got raped. Uh, every, every single job I walked in, and I literally nearly almost every time I had to run out of there. I had some very devious ways of getting out of getting raped, mainly stabbing people. Okay, you can't say no and giggle, bitches. Why are you saying no and giggling? You're like no. No, you say no, and then you stab them. And that's how you don't get raped. You still get raped. You still get raped, but at least they're like bleeding and they're hurt and they remember you, you know? You know, because those rapists out there, you know who they are, you, and they're not you, and they're probably hopefully not you, and I hope, I really hope they're not you, man. But like those rapists, maybe they're like, they're not like 90% of the male population, but they're like about like 50% or something, right? Because yes, all women, not all men. Okay, so 50% of men are rapists, and those 50% are so active, they've actually raped 100% of the female population, right? Like, the bitches not getting raped are just too fat. They're just too, too fucking fat. I mean, I don't even know. You can't find their vagina. Like, you thought you raped them, but it was just their tummy, you know? It wasn't even, like, I don't know, man. Anyway, I don't hate fat people. I just... What happened was is that my family, they will disown you. The Westerlands, we're workers, we have biceps, we have a special muscle back here. Only my family has, right? If I'm not working, I'm disowned, right? If I gain 10 pounds, they leave me behind. No more reunions, Christmases, Thanksgivings, none of that shit. If I can't shovel for 12 hours straight, I'm out of the family. And I can do that shit. So I can do that shit. So I'm like a feminist in the first right. You know, like I'm like a, I can work with you, bitch. I'm stronger than you. I'm faster than you. I'm smarter than you. I'm funnier than you. I'm fucking, anyway, I'm a man, baby. Um, I'm a goddamn motherfucking man who loves being a woman. I just love it. I'm like the first trans in the opposite direction. It's like, no, I'm a man, but I don't want to change my body, right? Like, because a vagina, you know what a vagina is, y'all? A vagina is just a, gaping wound that never heals. It's just open. It's just out there. Oh, you cut your finger? Fuck off, Elio. You fucking cut your finger. You cut your finger. You're bleeding. No, I'm bleeding from a fucking wound that's never gonna heal, right? Like, it might heal when I'm old. Like, I'm an old bitch. This thing will heal. But it's still gonna be a big asshole, right? It just won't bleed anymore. It's still just gonna be a gaping hole in my body, Anyway, uh, when you tell me that you're bleeding too, or when you tell me that you don't wear bras either, I'm so sorry, you guys. But most of you just need to shut the fuck up. Did you see those fucking billboards on 16th Street that says, I am not a monster? Did you see those? Did anybody see those today? I'm not a monster, men. I'm not a monster. No, you're not a monster. But all of your friends are. Okay. I love you. Basket number four, Lucy Westerland's going to be competing on that. Your next comedian. What a funny guy. He's there. It's you. You're up next. Yeah, you are. Uh, he had a great set the other night. I was uh, judging last Friday at a comedy competition, and he made me laugh very, very hard. He's going to make you do the same right now. Put your hands together for Graham Galway. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Pam. Uh, so far tonight, Pam announced herself as, uh, right when she got in, as I'm drunk. 
um, and then says something uh, mildly, unintentionally racist to Frankie Lee. Uh, so not for the first time, Pam, thank you for reminding me to call my mother. Uh, I appreciate it. It's, it is good for our relationship. I, I can't believe I have to ask this. Does everyone know the word cunnilingus? This has been an issue in the past. It has actually come up. So yes, I ask every time. Uh, if any men said uh, no to that question, it's why they don't call you back. Um, anyway, I have a terrific cunnilingus joke. It is like, it will change your life. It is earth shattering. We'll get to it in a minute. So audience participation. If you had to pick an animal that I resemble, what animal would you say? Go on, shout it out. Panda bear. Panda bear. Because it never fucks. God damn it, Pam. <laughs> Anyone else? Well, like, uh, did someone say owl? 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 Did you say owl? I guess I said owl. I, heard, I hear owl. I'll take owl. You know, they're, people think they're more intelligent than they are. That fits. <laughs> I asked this question of a girlfriend once. She said, rabbit. I was confused. <laughs> I'm not small. I don't think my ears are that big. Uh, and she said, no, no, uh, the rabbit because I found you online and you can't give me an orgasm unless I do all the work. Oh. <laughs> all right, so some of you have had that conversation before. It's one way to start a breakup. Um, <laughs> I just get to watch Pam's reactions, which is disheartening. So I, anyone here work with their significant other? Now, past, present. None of you? You're all, you're all smarter than me? Pam, I've heard your story. I don't believe it. So once upon a time, my ex-wife was in the position to possibly hire me for a job. This was my dream job. I would get to work with her every day. This was everything I wanted to do with my life. She did not hire me. She, uh, she went another direction. Uh, straight to the abortion clinic, in fact. She got in those stirrups faster than I could say, wait, autism is not always hereditary. What are you people, anti-choice or pro-eugenics? What is it? I'm going to put Pam under eugenics. Anyway, we had a fight later that week. Uh, it turns out I still had to kill spiders when we found them in the apartment. Like, you would, I know what you're thinking. If you can kill a fetus, you can kill a spider. But no. Not the case. It's a really small part of Roe v. Wade. It says if women have to make a choice that big and live with it, men can't wimp out about spiders. And this is why I support knocking down gender roles. I don't like spiders. Rights representation, they're great. I don't like spiders. Anyway, I got the, whatever we want to call that. Horn? Clown horn? It I, makes me feel like something awful is about to happen. No, I mean, I have a fear of clowns. <laughs> anyway, I know I promised you a cunnilingus joke, uh, but I'm getting kind of tired. <laughs> we'll get to it tomorrow night. Oh I promise. God. I promise. Tomorrow night. I'm Graham Galway. That's my time. Thanks a lot. <laughs>
your next comedian. He's over here. He drives fast cars and tells funny jokes. No, we just always see you in weird cars and stuff. So I don't know. Any car for me is fast because I'm used to riding the bus. So it's like, I'm like, those cars, that's crazy how they go in and out of traffic. Ah, it's so amazing. They move so fast on the streets. Incredible. Even bikes are faster than buses at this point. But I can't ride a bike because I'll get hit by a car. Oh, the catch 22 of my life. Your next comedian, what a funny guy, everybody. Elio Aponte, yay! Yeah, that's what happens when you work with a Vietnamese guy. You like drive a lot of cars and then get the feds calling your ass. So it's like, hmm, you have to pay the price, I guess, you know? I have fun though. I drove the shit out of that GTR. I don't know if you guys know what a GTR is. It's called Godzilla, like 600 horsepower in the city. Like I'm only doing 30 miles an hour, but I feel like I'm gonna die from zero to 30. It's so quick, man. He gave, he brought the car from LA. He bought it in an auction, and he bought it on the day of my birthday. So we're working all day, fixing shit, like whatever with people and. He was driving the whole time, the car. He said he never went over 60 miles an hour. I mean, you're driving, like, the guy doesn't drive, but he owns all the cars. Like, I guess that's life, you know? Like, you don't drive, but, and then I get to drive for free. <laughs> oh, my God. When I saw that, that's my dream car, let's be real. And uh, he showed up, no plates, red, 600 horsepower. And I'm like, holy shit. And I was parking at the time, and I'm like, dude, I I'm glad you made it. You made it. He's like, yeah, let me show you the car. I'm like, show me the car. I know exactly all about the car. Like, he's like, no, let me show you the splitter. The splitter is so low to the ground. It's this high to the ground, the front. It's made out of carbon fiber. So any pothole, if I miss it, if I go on pine, I'm not getting out of there. I'm just <laughs> calling a tow truck, and then it's like a $600 run turn, like high stakes, and I, I barely have enough money to pay for gas. And the motherfucker goes, so much gasoline, it just uses so much. So I'm like, oh dude, this is crazy, this is my birthday. What the hell, I'm so happy you brought it here. It's like, he threw the keys at me. He's like, bring it back tomorrow. I'm like, bring it back tomorrow, I think I might go to Venezuela. <laughs> I think I might go to another country, like, you don't give an Im immigrant uh, fucking <laughs> Godzilla. Like that's, I don't know what he was smoking, but probably was good shit, you know. <laughs> so he gives me the card, I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, this car, I turn it on, it sounds like a demon, like, and uh, man, just driving that thing, it's like, I can die at any second. Like, right away, I let it warm up, and it just, I floor them. I, I went 135 miles an hour in the tunnel, because that's what you do, like, at 3 in the morning, it's nobody on the road, man. So I go, you know, you guys know the tunnel when you come to the Golden Gate Bridge, and you go to the 1, to the 19, and then you, yeah, yeah, that yeah, tunnel, yeah. right? The long ass stone that goes like that. No, another Robin Williams on the other side, but this one is on this side. I drive that car and I get right out the at the front of the tunnel and I stop the car dead. And there's no cars behind me and I'm looking, nothing. So I put it on race, race, race. Like if you do that, you lose the the warranty for the car because it can blow up the transmission. <laughs> it's not my car. <laughs> Why do I give a fuck? And I turn all the shit on and I just rev it. You have to rev it to like 3,000 RPM. You just jam it, but it, 
that's if it's your car. If it's not your car, you just fucking floor it. So I floored it. And I just let go, man. And by the end of the tunnel, it's a small tunnel. I was doing 135 miles an hour. I mean, it felt like Disneyland. So I have Disneyland with me all the time. Like I'm driving on the highway and I, I get I get all these fucking Toyotas and they go next to me and they're like, raise me, raise me. I'm like, dude, you don't want to wake up Godzilla. That shit's just not good. <laughs> like I took a video of the whole thing. I have to still have the video with me. Fucking doing 95 miles an hour on the ramp of uh, King Street. Just so fast, man. So after that, I'm like, okay, that was a lot of fun. I parked the car and I, I had a dream about the car. Like that's. That's what happens when you park the fucking and I didn't die, so I'm alive. But you know, I'm, I'll, I'll tell you guys this one thing that I've learned in the last few weeks. People ask me like, Eli, you think the earth is flat or round? Like, what do you guys think? Round. Undecided. Undecided. Round fucking round. I'm gonna say flat. Flat. <laughs> right? I'm just trying to see who's the neo-Nazi, and I'm not gonna tell you what lead me to the neo-Nazi, so. I'll leave that undecided too. But I don't know, I like pizza, so I think it might could be flat, but I don't know. I'm, a, I'm an Uber driver, so what the fuck? Don't ask me that question. All right, that's my time. LAO Ponte, making the streets safer. Sort of. <laughs> Not making them safe at all. Your last comedian of the night. He's been running the ones and twos for you all night. What a champion. Clap wildly because he's been working hard for you all night. And he's going to be funny. Everybody, George D. Smith. Yay! Oh, thank you, thank you. 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 That's Mike 2. That's Mike 1. He's not in the room. So who gives a fuck? Anyways, nice seeing you guys. Favorite fucking line of the night. My philosophy is to not stop shooting. Maybe the best line ever. That motherfucking chick was not bullshitting. Anyway, take the mic out of the thing. Sit it behind you. All right. I'm kind of happy, like, it's at that year anniversary about Donald Trump. Right? And so, like, all the motherfuckers have re-gone over their same old-ass bits. Which aren't bits, by the way, normally. I got so sick and tired of hearing that shit. I started running the board. Like, yeah, like, right around the time that shit started. So all I'd hear would be like, you know, that fucking Donald Trump's a motherfucker, man. Wait for applause. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck off, man, right? But what made me laugh is it just reminded me of this whole joke that I used to do. Like, it was like a conversational piece. (laughs) A piece. (laughs) You're a rookie writer guy. Anyway, (laughs) like, it was like a conversational tick, really, is what I would do. Like, when I get bored and shit, I would say shit like, um, like, um, like, we'd be talking about a joke or some shit. And I'd be like, oh, you mean like a joke joke, like uh, two Jews and a dog walk into a bar, right? And that's right, get the fuck out. I start running, right? Because this is the story of a shitty joke I've never written for like 22 years or some shit. It's bananas. It's two Jews and a dog walk into a bar. So the Jews say, What's up with your dog in the bar? And 
not a joke. All right. Okay, cool. All right. So uh, two dudes in the tug walk into a bar, right? And uh, so the dog says, I don't know who's fucking who through the hole in the sheet. <laughs> Wrong, not a joke. All right, cool. All right, uh, two Jews and a dog walk into a bar, right? And uh, <laughs> the fucking bartender says, "What's up with two fucking Jews in my fucking bar? Get them out of here. They're fucking not allowed." Not a joke. <laughs> All right. Two Jews and a dog walk into a bar and, <laughs> right? It's just like, I've had this joke go on and on in my head. Oh, well, uh, and the dog says, hey, what's up with those two dudes? And the bartender says, I don't know. Not a joke. Two Jews and a dog walk into a bar. And the fucking dog says. <sighs> you know, I've been playing a lot of Nintendo Odyssey lately. <laughs> and then you said I played a fucking lot of Zelda. And that's actually a good fucking video game joke. Why? Because the Jews have that hardship struggle game while the dog just has that dumbass fucking flip them around boop, boop, boop type game. So we will end with this fucking thing. Two Jews and a dog ask, <laughs> what can lifesavers do that guys can't? Come in five different flavors. Thank you. Your last comedian of the night. He's been Woo. he's a great comedian and uh, you can listen to him every Sunday from two to four on Let's Watch a Full Length Movie with your next comedian, Mike Spiegelman. <laughs> I know uh, George was announced as the last comic, but I just got here. Uh, I just came from a bar with a dog and a fellow Jew. And uh, man, let me tell you about that. So myself, a dog and a fellow Jew just walked into a bar and uh, they said, no dogs allowed. And I said, well, he's a helper dog. He said, oh, okay. No, I'm kidding. That could be anybody in this fucking city. No, well, myself, a dog, and a fellow Jew walked into a bar, and uh, I said, listen, uh, we think our drinks should be free because we have here the most intelligent dog in the world who can answer our questions regarding trivia and math. And the dog says, you know I'm not good at math. (laughs) And then I said, dog, what's on top of a house? And the dog said, roof. Roof. And the bartender and the bartender says, That's pretty impressive. And the dog says, Again, I don't I'm not good at math. And then I turned to the dog and I said, Dog, uh, what's on the outside of a tree? And the dog said, Bark, bark. 
And, you know, the bar was pretty impressed, and they were getting the free drinks ready. And uh, here's the kicker. And the dog says, listen, before we get to the kicker, the dog says, I just want you to understand my weakness is mathematics. You ask me any questions about a baseball player, it's obviously Babe Ruth. Ruth. You want to know what's on fire? It's the roof, roof. But if you want me to start tapping my paw to a basic mathematics equation, that I cannot do. And the other said, all right, dog, what's three plus three? The dog sighs. I think it's four. And they said, yeah, get out of here with your dog. And walking out, the dog says, I told you I'm not good at mathematics. So that was uh, what happened with me. And by the way, it was on Friday night. <laughs> I should mention, not only did I have a talking dog with me, but I had a fellow Jew who was willing to break the Sabbath. <laughs> Friday night, because this is the holiest. And understand, this is Black Friday, so Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. And every time you guys say Merry Christmas, I'm going to say I'm Jewish, and you're going to say, oh, well, Happy Hanukkah. Birth of the Christ and Hanukkah are not the same holidays, right? Uh, the Sabbath, Friday night and Saturday morning, that's, that's a holy holiday, holiday. Those are equal. But on Friday night, I don't go to some Goyish person who go, hey, Shabbat Shalom. <laughs> well, I don't get it. Oh, well, uh, TJIF. All right. So before I go, myself, a dog, and a uh, fellow Jew. All right, bye. He, uh, again... Everybody clap wildly for George D. Smith. He was running the ones and twos all day in here for me's and you's on happy hour. Uh, we'll be back next week. Stay tuned. Be here at 8 o'clock. We have Hell in a Ham Basket 4. It's going to be a lot of fun. we got crazy premises and baskets and comedian comings. Stick around. Uh, thanks so much for being here. Good night, everybody. Yay. Hey, we'll somebody forever. Hey, we'll somebody forever. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Mm.
Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Looking for a personal injury lawyer in San Francisco, look no further than Francis J. Shaheda. Mr. Shaheda did an amazing job with my case. First, he informed the courts about my case that had not been scheduled or submitted yet, despite the language on the citation. I was so confused and afraid of the legal system, but he did it all for me. He communicated promptly via email with any of my questions. I was afraid of an enormous fine for a small infraction, as well as a criminal offense on my record, but he spoke to the DA to have my case removed from criminal court and put into the community court system. I am so overwhelmingly happy with the results he generated and would recommend him to anyone with legal issues. This is a personal first-person narrative because Francis J. Shaheda helped me personally, helped Mutiny Radio go to him for personal injury issues. You can email him at www.personalinjuryattorney.com fjs.com again the law office of francis j shaheda in san francisco awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. 
Billy Bob? You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl! Are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! The Night Space brings you high time story time every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. Listen to San Francisco's finest underground comedians read crazy stories written by me, Arden, on The Night Space. The Night Space, featuring High Time Storytime, every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. High Time Storytime, Volume 1, now available on Amazon.com for Kindle and electronic download. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Howdy, mutineers. It is I, Stolowitz, Dark Lord of the Sith, and several dive bars in San Jose. Every Tuesday night from 10 p.m. to midnight, join me in my quest to escape from the occult oubliette, a world of violence, intrigue, sexuality, mysticism, magic, and leftover spaghetti. Enjoy my insane rants about leftist causes, Midwestern witchcraft, the ascendancy of Skynet, and why neo-paganism is vastly overrated. I've got guests, music, comedy, and old Alan Watts lectures from the 70s. How can you resist? You can't. I put a spell on you. Ah! MutinyRadio.fm is an official shrine of the miraculous garlic of Mount Cavalry. We are not associated with the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, except on Tuesdays at 10 p.m. Hope to see you there. Or hear you, I should say. Hey, Zach Wiseman, you're a good comedian. You know how I got good? How good? How did you get so great at comedy? I got great at comedy. Yeah, every Friday from 6 to 8 with new host Trina Roderick. It's where um, people go and sometimes they smell bad and sometimes they don't smell bad. Mutiny Radio made me great. (laughs) Mutiny Radio made me better than you. And that you can be better than everyone else, too, every Friday from 6 to 8 on Happy Hour here at Mutiny Radio. But you'll bet never be better than me. You'll never be better than me. you never be better than Zach. And you also, it's a happy hour, but we don't have any alcohol, so it's happy-ish. 
But you're gonna do comedy. I'll do comedy. And you're gonna enjoy comedy. Just be an audience. Just come. It's free. Yeah, I just drink in my car. <laughs> you could like drink. Like a fucking adult. Exactly. Drink. Drink around the corner, somewhere else. Not here. But uh, come to happy hour every Friday from six to eight with Trina Roderick. Yeah, do that. Tell me what you think about your situation. Complication, aggravation. Is it getting to you? Then tune in live every Sunday from 12 to 2 p.m. to the edge of insanity with myself, Paul Brumbaugh. Kit Marie. Brandon Ray. And Mistress Christine. All on Mutiny Radio. That's right, PCRcollective.org. We'll see you there. Are you a stand-up comedian? Do you want to be in 25 shows in five days at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco? Well, now's your opportunity. Apply now for the Spark Presents third annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, March 1st through 5th. That's 25 shows in five days featuring 40 comics from out of town, and one of those comedians could be you. Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm, 